Welcome to Commercial Kitchen Chronicles, a podcast dedicated to the commercial food equipment repair industry. My name is Pat Pittman. I'm a lead master certified clinician at General Parts Group and a certified specialty trainer. Our goal is to shine a light on what we believe to be one of the most interesting and rewarding industries a field service technician can work in. We love the work we do, and we are glad you're here listening to this podcast. In this episode, we have Aiden Divelbitz. Tonight, I'm joined by Jason Latimer and very special guest, Aiden Divelbiss. I said it right, I hope. So, Absolutely. So what's going on, Aiden? How you been, man? I'm doing pretty good. I'm going to school for HVAC at the University of Northwestern Ohio, so just kind of taking my classes and getting through it. Nice, nice. nice. Jason, how's uh, work been for you this week, buddy? Works pretty good. Steady. Team's doing well. No complaints. Customers are happy. It's all you can wish for. Yeah, it's been kind of weird, man. We were slow, and then like all of a sudden, Monday was like a 13-hour day. Tuesday was like a 13 and a half, 14-hour day, and then today was like 11, and I was like, uh, what happened to the slow period? <laughs> yeah. So I'm excited for it, though. I, I, you know me. I, I work way too much, overcommit, and, you know, that's just the story of my life. <laughs> overcommit, but you always come through. Yeah, yeah. I I, I, uh, I like to say under-promise and over-deliver. <laughs> so you can't go wrong that way, so. So I've known Aiden for a little bit on um, Instagram. We've been back and forth for a couple of years now. Um, I actually met him in person at AHR last year. And uh, he's a pretty cool kid. Um, he's uh, going to school, like he said, for HVAC at the University of Northwestern Ohio. Um, he's doing some work at a water and wastewater treatment facility, I believe, right? Um, so I actually work for a contractor that we do everything water. So we travel everywhere from water, wastewater, environmental we do some water districts out in California, like irrigation. I've been to paper mills, steel mills. If water touches, if you need water measured or sampled, we can figure out how to do it. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's neat getting to travel, getting paid to travel to go see some some really cool places. And the we, we do some cool work helping keep keep wastewater flow. You know, the plumbers get it to us, and then we figure out where, what to do with it from there. <laughs> so you're just involved in all different kinds of stuff, man. <laughs> Tons of stuff. So you also, you do, you, you do uh track meets. So you do like timing. Is that what it is? You do time, you're yeah, a timing so official for the state I, of Ohio. Well, so I work for a timing contractor and uh, I work for well, a couple depending on who's. And then I also have my officials license. So I officiate um, coming up. I have like my biggest meet so far, the big 10 uh, conference championship coming up in February, which I'm really excited for that. That I'll just be officiating, not timing. It's nice to kind of like step back almost because when you're timing, there's a lot of a lot of stress that has to happen. You know, everything has to run perfect versus when you're an official, you get to kind of just watch the meet and, you know, if you have to make calls, but a little bit less. That's cool. That's cool. So, you know, I, we we start following each other. You know, you do a lot of um, you uh, you t- interact with a lot of HVAC people. And um, I didn't realize you were as young as you were when I first started following. You. I think you were probably 16 back then. And, uh, I was, you know, oh, when I started, I was a freshman in high school. Yeah, that's what I thought. You were pretty young. Um, and, uh, but I mean, you just seem to you know, gravitate towards the HVAC trade. And, um, what kind of like, what, why, what, how'd that happen? So I knew kind of that trades were the way that I wanted to go just because of, uh, didn't want to, you know, sit behind a desk every day. Like I wanted to get to do some different stuff. And, um, I kind of found that the the trades were a cool option for that. You know, you can make a decent amount of money with like I'm doing a two year degree and I'll be able to make a decent amount of money. 
Um, but I, I liked HVAC because like electrical, you do wires and plumbing, you do pipes. And with HVAC, kind of what you guys do is I get to see all kinds of different mm -hmm. stuff. I mean, and you there's even within the different systems like electrical, it's all like I said, wire stuff, but sometimes it's steam, sometimes it's uh, air conditioning, sometimes it's furnaces, sometimes it's gas fitting and plumbing and pipe fitting and humidification and air quality. And there's there's so many different things that you can do. Yeah, it's it's definitely an interesting, you know, trade, you know, and Jason and I, we focus mainly on the kitchen stuff. It's just like a little bit part of it. But, you know, I never really considered myself an HVAC tech. I started talking to some other guys. I'm like, well, yeah, it is kind of all in the same thing. You know, so instead of using heat to heat the air or heat water, we're heating food or we're, we're using refrigeration to pull the heat out of product and stuff. So it's, you know, it's all kind of the same basic thermodynamics. It's just, you know, we just happen to focus on a little sector and, you know, kitchens and restaurants and all kinds of stuff. So it's a, it's, it's been a heck of a journey though. I mean, um, I've loved watching you, you know, kind of grow up the last few years and interact with all the people. And, you know, it was cool to finally get to meet you. And um, as long as you stay out of trouble, so you got to stay away from some of these guys next week and you'll be all right. I think. <laughs> yeah. I stick with uncle PS and he gets me, he gets me to and from where I need to go. <laughs> Dude, he is like one of the nicest guys I've ever met in the world. Man. And who's that? Um, Chris Armstrong, PS the plumber. Oh, and, okay. um, if you look at him, I mean, he's got, he's got tattoos all down his arms. And if you look at him, he just looks like an angry an angry old plumber, but I mean, getting, getting to meet him. And I mean, he, he, he treats me like one of his own, you know, and he, he always makes the joke that he's like my, he's like my stepdad or my uncle. Cause like, he's watched me grow up over this whole, he's like one of my best friends and I can call him any time of the day or night. I'm like in Atlanta, you know, I'm, I'm a, I was freshly 18 and I'm like, you know, I'm scared to go walk down the street. Not mm -hmm. Atlanta's any, but I'm in a big city by myself for the first time. And he was like, come on, kid, I'm taking you home. We're going to make sure you get back to your hotel. So he was walking uh -huh. me home every night. <laughs> so are you going to be at the tactical awards? Absolutely. So it's Jason's first year. It's going to be my third year. Um, I'm super excited to go. My, my second. Yeah, um, nice. I'm presenting the award I won last year. So me and Viking are gonna be up on the stage, you know, talking and giving away an award. So I'm excited for that. I'm excited to see all my friends catch back up with you know new friends, old friends, and then this GE after party is looking like it's gonna be something else. So it, the uh, guys at GE from I've talked to my contacts there, and they've said that it's gonna be a pretty, a pretty neat party. So Monday morning may be a little rough. I know Jason said he's not gonna be there bright and early, so I'll <laughs> wow. be. I'll be walking wow. in the door at eight o'clock. Uh, I'll be there soon. Well, I, I'm not sure if I can get in for my press pass. Jason, did you ever get your press pass? Nope. I did well, get an email about it, but it, it just never showed up. I don't know. I'll have to, well, I'll, I'll pick them up Sunday, but um, yeah, I'm not sure if I can yeah, get a press pass. You got a vendor pass, though, don't you? I, I got a vendor pass. Yeah. I got exhibitor vendor, whatever you want to call it, through one of my contacts. Because um, I only get one day this year due to school. They would only let me have one day, which. My, my teacher's never been, and I was like, you need to go, Like, especially with the changes going on in this industry. HR is such an essential event for this industry. Absolutely. I mean, they're not yeah. they're not just talking themselves up when they say it's the event for HVACR. I mean, it is it is like nothing else. Yeah, I'm doing two, I'm doing three days there, and then I'm coming back, and I'm going to do Thursday and Friday at WET, because WET's in Indy, and I'm in Indy. I'm just north of Indy, so I'm going to go down and hang out with Rigid and some of the, you know, some of the plumbers and stuff that are down there. I really wish I was able to make it. My company was actually going to have a booth at Wet This Year Lower 48 Instruments for our line of samplers. Um, we have vacuum samplers. Um, and we're, the, we're the exclusive dealer for them, so we were going to set up a booth. But I was, if I was able to go one day, my boss was going to cover Friday. But because of school, it just didn't, you know, didn't work out. Yeah, you got to get that get the knowledge <clears throat> in first. <laughs> yeah.
for sure. So what made you go the trade school route? Just you wanted to go that way or you just didn't want to come um, out and go straight to work or? Well, I wanted, uh, I kind of, I worked a lot in high school and I kind of wanted a little bit more time to just not, not hang out, but you know, have a little bit more time before jumping straight into the, and, uh, the way I, I like what my school has to offer, which is you get an associate's degree out of it. So I'll at least have a little bit of a step up. You know, I'm just saying in the future, you know, if I go to apply for a job, it doesn't hurt to have a, an associate's degree will never hurt me. You know what I mean? And I, uh, they had a test for seniors in high school. It was like you could take a test in each of their programs they offer. And I scored the highest on this test. And that got me a $20,000 scholarship, which covers 80% of my tuition. Nice. So our classes are every six weeks. And I pay like 100 bucks every six weeks to cover my cost. Which I was like, that's that's not bad at all. Can't beat that. So I like that route. Um, I'm not against, you know, there's this big stigma that trades guys are against college. And I'm not. Um, Everything has its place, and you know I like the route you're going. And, and Jason, you went kind of similar similar route too, didn't you? Yeah, I have a i I started out with um, <clears throat> wanting to get a class A building engineering degree, so I got a I got an associate's in facility maintenance engineering, and then I have an associate's in HVACR. So you're you're doing it right, man. It, it is a, I mean, at the end of the day, you could do nine months and get a diploma or a certificate, or you can get a, an associate's degree. The employer wants to know that you got your EPA license and that you invested in yourself and that, you know, you took the initiative and, you know, you're not going to show up and kill yourself for the most part. So, Absolutely. you know, all that, you know, cause I uh, showed up with a, they had me do like a career thing, like a little booklet. I showed up and was like, here's my career portfolio from college. He showed it and he's like, oh, great. You don't know shit. Uh, he's like, but you did invest in yourself. And and he's like, that's great. You don't have any bad habits. We're going to show you how we want, want things done. So it was, it was, it turned out really well. So I did, nice. I did enjoy the whole experience of the college and everything like that. So you're, you're doing it right. Take your time. <laughs> yeah, that's good to hear. Um, You know, I didn't. I took vocational school for for electrical. I was I wanted to be an electrician when I you know was fifteen years old, and I did that for quite a few years before I got into this. But uh, I mean, it, it was fun. I mean, just vocational school. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't an associate's degree or anything like that. It was just vocational school during high school. It was just, um, kept me from sitting in a classroom for half the day. You know, I was out wiring houses or doing some maintenance stuff at the school. It was pretty cool. So. Um, I like that route though. It gives you also gives you a chance to really learn about it before you get into it. Um, and I yeah. think that gives you a little bit of a head start to some of the other green guys as soon as they come out, they don't know anything. And you may know, you know, you're probably gonna know quite a bit. I know we were talking earlier, you said right now, you know, you're they're talking about boilers and I I'm, it, I I'm sorry not to cut I mean I know more than some of the stuff my teachers teach. You know what I mean? I'm, yeah. I'm I have more advanced knowledge of some of the stuff that's going through that I'm like, well, why didn't you cover that? That should have been or there's times that I'm like, well, that's not exactly wrong but it's not exactly correct either and obviously i'm not going to call them out on it but i'm like you really should be teaching this in a much different way not not to call out my teachers or, you know there are just certain things that i'm like that's not you, you know what i mean there's mm. different ways so did you things so what you're saying is did you get some of this extra knowledge on your own from reading from experience or um so kind of a little bit of both so my high school was a was a rural high school. We graduated about 100 kids every year, so not tiny, but not huge. Um, and I was open enrolled to there because my I went to a the big public school for a while, and it was just I mean so many kids and wasn't getting a grade. So I moved out to South Range, which is a rural school, and quickly they figured out somebody figured out I was good with computers. So I went to help in the auditorium with running lights and sound for shows. Well, then they're like I, that got me to introduce to the facilities director. 
And I was like, oh, and you know, I'm kind of looking into some different stuff. And he was able to get me like a job shadow type thing with our HVAC guy from Johnson Controls. And then nice. after that, I was able to help out with like, you know, little things here, there. And I would do everything from running the scoreboard for different events at the football field to doing stuff in the auditorium, helping to, I mean, redo our sound system and stuff. I mean, if, if it was going on at the school, I was probably for not being officially involved in anything. I wasn't in any clubs. I wasn't in any sports. I was at more events than anyone else at my high school. <laughs> it, it was funny that they've asked me, they're like, what are we going to do now that you're not here? And I said, I don't know. I tried to train people and nobody wanted to step up. So I was like, I get calls from them every once in a while. And they're like, Hey, how do we do this? Or how do we do that? And I'm like, <laughs> okay, I'll talk you through it. Yeah. But it's, I got to see some of the behind the scenes stuff. Like we are, the whole school's geothermal. It's a K-12 complex. It's all run on geothermal and it's a huge system. Like the circulators for it are 20 and 30 horse or 30 and 40 horse motors, which those are big, big motors. And so getting to see some of that bigger, that bigger, almost industrial HVAC was really neat to have some, some, some background on that as I'm, you know, most of these people have only had in my class, have only had light residential experience getting to see some of that real big stuff was neat you know, very specialized. That's cool. That's, That's dope, cool. man. I've only read um, about geothermal for, for properties in school. I mean, you did it. Your whole school was based on that? So, yeah, we have um, under our practice football field is our wells. We have like 200-something wells that go really far down. Mm -hmm. And um, so throughout the summer, we pump heat into that ground and we're able to get the loop up to about 70 degrees almost. So that's that's hot for geothermal. And then what we'll do is we'll run, we have like our big uh, ventilation units that suck out the, you know, the air exchangers that pull the air out and push the air in. They were able to preheat it or pre-chill it with that water through coils. And then we have little heat pump, you know, just compressors that are using refrigerant to water to heat and cool that air. But um, like throughout, I mean, through the shoulder seasons, you know, like spring into, or spring and fall, we pay almost nothing for heating and cooling because that loop temperature is able to be right about where we need it. It's super efficient because like in the start of winter, that stuff is super hot. So it's able to pull heat out easily. And then That's in awesome. the summer, it's super cold. So we're able to push heat into it really easily. And we heat and cool that entire K-12 complex for pennies. And it's really nice, not only from it's neat to see, but it's really efficient, really good for the environment. And down the road, if they would ever want to do any kind of solar or anything like that, that would be able to make the school almost entirely. I mean, our hot water still comes from natural gas and our fryers and stuff, but um, I mean, the majority of the building could be done on solar, which I think is pretty cool. That's extra green. I love it. Yeah, that's nuts. That's uh, that's pretty cool. I don't know. I know very minimum about geothermal. Um, it's a uh, nothing in my realm really, but uh, just you know, just reading about, it, seeing it in articles and stuff, it, it always piques my interest. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it was really neat. Sweet, sweet. So what are some things you're wanting to get into, like, as far as, like, in the field? Is anything in particular that really catches your eye or strikes you as something you want to focus on or maybe a niche or a corner you want to go into or you just want to do as much as possible? Uh, really as much as possible, and then I want to head towards education eventually. I see some real gaps in the training available in this field that i've found personally like i've wanted to do you know like some online class on just like little bits and you know i have a question about these types of controls so some little like hour-long class or something and mm -hmm. it's just not out there or like basics and then like getting into more advanced stuff that it's either a youtube video that doesn't explain it very well or it's some class that costs a thousand dollars to do and i'm like 
if you're my main goal is for people who are like apprentices that want to learn more but their company isn't huge on investing in education they can do you know 20 30 dollars for an hour long so i want to create something like that to help future apprentices and i really want to teach because there's there's a lot of people in this industry i feel could be a lot better techs if it weren't for just not have it's not that they're intentionally doing anything wrong it's just they don't know any better because they've been taught by and and another big thing is like if you're being trained by somebody you know like an old head you know somebody that's been around for a while don't tell them that they're wrong but also don't take everything they say as absolute gospel because i see a lot of guys doing that and just bad habits just you know like things you used to be able to get away with on less efficient you know just equipment that just kind of moved along versus this newer stuff needs a lot more attention paid to it and a lot better procedures and practices in place that that they really need to you really need to focus on that these old guys just aren't putting in the effort to and then these kids think oh well this is how this guy did it and that's how i'm going to do it forever yeah there's a lot of that in the industry um it, it, i don't know if a lot of these guys want to learn or they don't want to learn or if it's just laziness i mean there's it's all different kinds of things that go on and it, it's kind of weird but i mean like you said the some of the stuff needs to be affordable for the guys that want to learn that really can't really you know, afford to spend the thousands of dollars and take classes and some of the stuff. So I like that idea. Yeah. Right. yeah something yeah. Aiden said in regards to, a, I think I've been in all the places I've worked, I've been told or I've heard somebody say, forget what you learned in school. This is the real world. And that, that is ticked me off more than anything that somebody takes the time to understand the theory and the behind what we're doing. And then someone says, that's this is the real world forget all that and then you know you find all these bad habits where they're not you know they're not recovering they're not you know you know they're not putting doing a vacuum all these little bad habits just to cut corners just you know to end to end their day quickly so they can get home and then it just it just creates this uh generational curse i'd say with all the new techs that come in over time and then it just keeps getting trained that way i'd really like to see that broken off and separated and just companies need to let some of the guys that are and i get it you want to put some of the new guys with the seasons guys but you got to know who who those guys are with those habits and and let them work their way into the pasture and connect connect some of the newer guys with people who are following these procedures and following the theory and stuff like that absolutely and i i see one one big thing coming is the transition to low gwp refrigerants with a2ls on the on the horizon i mean they're here they are and there's this talk about they're flammable and they're going to blow up whatever i've looked at all of the data that's out there not all of it but you know all of the stuff from the major manufacturers about how flammable it is and stuff and it's it's not much more than 410a i mean you shouldn't be on they're like oh you can't unsweat compressors anymore well you really shouldn't have been doing it in the first place or like make sure you sweep with nitrogen before you unsweat something well you should have been doing that for make sure it's recovered fully again should it like they're just they're acting like things that we should have been doing this whole time are these brand new concepts that I'm like that just, you, you know what I mean? Oh God, the recovery bucket. <laughs> so, us, us kitchen guys don't, are not too worried about A2L because we've been dealing with uh, A3s for a while for yeah, the propane. Yeah, butane and propane. Butane. Yeah, I mean like everyone makes a big deal and I'm like, I just laugh. I'm like, you guys new here or what? I'm like, that's nothing. <laughs> they just I got heard, to the party, man. <laughs> yeah. I heard somebody say press fittings with a2ls if there's a fire in the house they're going to be like flamethrowers shooting out foot long flames yeah. i'm like 
First off, no. Second off, if the whole bill, if the whole fitting is engulfed in flames, there's bigger problems than what that fitting is going to do. You know fitting, I mean? like, so, uh, man, I've been a huge proponent for RLS. I have RLS. I've done stuff RLS. with them. And I've got RLS fittings on my R290 cooler out here. I just did it because I wanted to do it. Because yeah. like, it's not approved for it technically, but... And I was like, I'm gonna do it if it leaks out, you know. Hey, I'll let them know. Hey, it leaked, you know. But I haven't had a problem. It's been rocking and rolling for over a year with it. Um, the, the, the whole press thing—it just blows my mind. These guys, the things they say. I'm like, I've been in Hulk smash, Hulk smash, yeah, Hulk smash. I mean, I've been I, in so many conversations with guys that is like putting it down. You know, you go in those playoffs and you ask for the fittings, and all the old guys around looking at you like you're an idiot. And I'm like, I'm like whatever, I, you can drag that torch up on the roof. I ain't going to. I'm gonna drag this. Press gun weighs as much as my drill, you know, pipe cutter, reamer, deburr. I was told by a teacher, and again, another thing with the 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 reaming deburring that they're like, oh, well, now with the press fittings, you got to ream and deburr and really clean it. I'm like, again, you should have been doing it in the first place. Yeah, it's the same like, thing. It's the same thing like, you should have been doing the whole time. Like, and actually, I have to say, it's improved my pipe prep as a whole because I don't care whether I'm pressing it or not. I'm gonna mm. cut it with sand cloth with the open net sand cloth. I'm gonna use my rigid reamer and deburr. And then even if I'm soldering or brazing, I'm going to scotch braid it too, just because that makes sure that that joint, regardless of whether it's press, solder, or braze, it's not going to leak if you prep it like that. And that's the thing that these guys just don't get is like, like that you don't have to, uh, it just blows my mind with the, and I was told by a teacher that, you know, they, they're still new. I told him, I said, first off, I forget what the number that I, I texted uh, Paul Schubert about this, that, um, that, uh, the uh how many number of press fittings are out in the world and also they've had i believe at their headquarters a system running on press fittings for uh like 20 something years now and i was like you're saying they're new most systems don't last 20 years to be like if you get 20 years out of a system who cares if it has a leak like that's end of life anyways yeah 20 years i mean systems aren't i mean aren't last 20 years anymore no but yeah i think there's like 18 million presses out there or something for rls alone so I mean, and there's other ones coming to the market, but I mean, I just I've still up RLS. I really like the RLS is the original, and I yeah. I will stick with them for refrigerant. I'm mm -hmm. interested in the Mueller Streamline with the double O ring, but still, I I just RLS has the most experience with them, and even if Vega comes out with one, I I still would be hesitant. No, I mean not that I don't trust Vega, but if it's been around the longest, it has. And I was saying like if the Gen One fittings lasted for twenty something years. Mm -hmm. As they're continually making improvements, I mean, these new ones are going to last well beyond the life of a system. You know what I mean? If if you're that long, I mean, if 20 years is the Gen 1, how much more research has gone in and how many more improvements have happened? Oh, yeah, it's it's nuts. And, you know, um, she put a uh, – Jessica put a video out this week talking about their um, – their not not testing, but their um, Q uh, quality assurance stuff, and oh yeah, like, it's just amazing. Like if they find like one fitting, they they check every single one, and it's just it goes to speak for you know they stand behind their fittings, and you know they don't they know that the importance of that fitting lasting its lifetime um, is you know number one goal. And it's, even ahead. beyond the fittings or the jaws, I've been to the rigid factory in Illyria, and I've seen there where the jaws come from. And mm -hmm. how how many fittings they throw in the scrap pile 
just to make sure they press them with their tool, make sure that they fit, you know, in the correct go, no go gauge and how the multi-point inspections and how tight their tolerances are and their press innovation center where they have a whole nother set of milling machines just for the innovation people to find better ways of doing things. And she was like, if one of those jaws has a slight imperfection, they will hold the entire batch and make absolutely sure that there is no problem with them. And that, that's another reason why I choose the rigid tools is because they have, a, they're made in Ohio where I'm at, but also they are so absolutely tight on their tolerances. Yeah, they put a, they just invested, I forget how many million they said into their own testing facility. So they don't have to send stuff out now. They can do it all in-house. You know, before they were, you know, they were subbing it out, sending it out to have people test, certify everything. And now they just do it all in-house because, you know, it's just, it's faster and easier. If they have something they want to test, they can do it themselves. And uh, that just shows that, you know, Rigid stands behind their stuff. So it's a pretty good relationship Rigid has with RLS. So, so Pat, believe it or not, I've never even held one of those press tools before we we don't have any where i'm at so i'm looking forward to trying these out because you were saying that there's going to be some demos at the oh, different yeah. booths so i'd like to uh to uh pop that yeah i can get you in we'll have some fun at vega we'll have some fun at rls uh, for sure cool. i know i can get us into there and do some stuff so you've got cool. a you've got a wild few days ahead of you uh it's going to be busy uh, yeah. I, Hope you got great shoes, comfortable shoes, because you're going to burn through some steps. When I say AHR was the craziest three days of my life, mm -hmm. I'm not even I'm not even lying to you. Like it was that? Like absolutely that? nuts. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is it is nonstop from when you walk onto the floor till you go to the the parties after, and then the after parties. At, you know what I mean? Like they are. Mm -hmm. it, it's a crazy couple days. Me and Hugh, virgins. <laughs> yeah, we need to have a. a Post AHR, just hang out and, you know. A press get, party. Yeah. Literally. Well, like, like, bum, bum, bum. I mean, <laughs> like, after we can, like, regroup and, like, we can talk. We can have, like. Like a debrief. Yeah. Well, I need to have, I want to have Ryan on. After I wanna action have, report. I want to have June on. So, I don't know if we just do, like, a little, a little cross-branding with the Misfits people and we just have, like, a little, you know, stream or something we can talk about. But, um, yeah, it, it's going to be a blast. You're, you're going to have fun. You're going to see a lot of stuff. You're going to want to spend a lot of money. So, your wife may hate me for this. Hey, but remember, there's no sales on the show floor, so you don't have to worry about that until after. Well, unless Vito. You're, unless you're talking Vito, about Vito. Vito sells on the floor, but. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I'll have my own Vito backpack. I won't be able to bring anything else home, so I don't think Jason will either. So <laughs> uh, I, I will. I, I still am rocking my HVAC tactical backpack from last year, and I'm going to. I was like, the only thing that will replace this is a Vito EDC bag. Well, now I'm going to have a Vito EDC HVAC tactical bag. So yeah, it's nice. going to be sweet. It's that's dude, that's worth the ticket price right there, man. Anyone... Oh, it's well over. I was talking to my boss, and he's like, "Can I still get a ticket for this event? You just bring me the bag back." <laughs> I always get two because my wife always goes with me. So yeah, I always get two. So the first year I got two black ones. Last year I got two green ones. I ended up giving one to my buddy uh, Curtis Marles. He's actually my salesman for my area. He didn't okay. get to go to the show, so I gave him I, I gave him Kelly's bag. This year, it's gonna be hard pressed to give me give give that up that extra veto uh, EDC bag. <laughs> sure. Hey Pat, I'm not spending any money this year. This year it's my first year. I'm window shopping. Next uh, year it's in Orlando. That's like 45 minutes from my house. Next year I'm loading up my vehicle and trucking it all home. We're already planning for next year. I'm I'm I'm, I'm gonna get a you know, condo. I got a condo. My Jason's wife's like, down. My wife says she's down, dude. Jason's right. like, oh, I live 45 minutes away. I'll just go home. I was like, dude, there's no going home from what we'll be doing. I was like, <laughs> no, 45 minutes is way too far away. 
no, it's it's Uber home from the stuff we're gonna be doing Monday and Tuesday night. <laughs> so it's <laughs> it, it's it you you are in for some fun. So let's get back to Aiden. So sorry, Aiden. It's a two year yeah. program. Is that what you're in? Correct. Two years. Yes. So this is your what going to the second semester then? Uh, we actually do six week blocks. Six, so, six, six, six week classes and i started my first one was a set of gen eds and then uh i've started into my hvac classes and then i'll finish out with gen eds cool cool that's uh that's awesome man i uh, look forward to seeing you uh get it all finished up i'm sure uh I'm not sure where you're going to end up, but I'm sure you'll have something lined up by the time you're done, knowing you. <laughs> yeah, I, I already have some some possible things in the works. I, I have a couple of intriguing offers that that are not. I, I don't want to say not things I want to do long term, but they would they would get me in the right place to do what I really want to do, which is what I was saying, like teaching. Um, you know, some some you know might do something. Uh, that just there's I got some stuff in the works. You know. Nothing's ever permanent, though. I mean, you no. can always you can always use this career to step into a different role. I mean, there's so many different careers outside of just being a technician. I mean, like you said, you could you can be an owner, you can be a teacher, you can you can be a project manager, you can go into facilities. It's 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 so encompassing the things that this facility this this job can lend itself to and get you into. So, oh my my uh, facilities director Dean Pagnata back at uh, my old high school was like, okay, go get a couple years in the field, go get your water distribution license through the state, and then slide right into my job. And I was like, well, Dean, you got to come to this nice brand new building because they had just built the school. By the time you're ready to leave, I'm going to get all the problems. He was like, that's <laughs> when I'm planning on sliding out the door and you sliding in here. I was like, okay, maybe. <laughs> that's funny. So, sweet. So what are you looking forward to the most in the next, um, next couple of years of school? Um, just learning more about this, learning more about this trade. The, the big thing with going to school is like, I have a lot of that, uh, you know, the book knowledge, but getting mm -hmm. a lot more of the hands-on experience is definitely, definitely what I'm looking forward to getting more of. Sweet. So what hat are you wearing there? Got my Centrotherm hat on. Mine's over here. I got a hat rack, dude. Oh, I need a hat rack. I got a pile of hats. And oh, I, I need one too. It, it's so hard to decide. I absolutely yeah. love these guys. This is the I'm I'm big on safe venting. Um, I, I actually had a friend who uh, got very ill of, because of carbon monoxide poisoning, and that that really you know you hear about it, but when it happens to someone you're close to, it really changes how you look at you know, how you look at that. And so I carry a little uh, uh, Honeywell clip CO detector, and it stays on my backpack. And then whenever I switch over to carrying my veto, it goes on the veto. And then comes back to anywhere that I am, that CO detector comes with me, whether it's in a pocket or it's clipped onto a bag, just because it's it's so, you don't even realize the places. Like I know, um, I believe it was Mick Plum on Instagram showed he was going to like change out a toilet valve or something in a factory that had a bunch of forklifts and it was on mm -hmm. his bag and it started beeping. And he was like, hey, this is over the, it was over 35 parts per million. He's like, a couple hours exposure. This is not good. It was a supply house. It wasn't even a factory. Oh, it was, it was a supply house? house? Oh, yeah. Supply house okay. and it was going off. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, it's, it's, I couldn't remember where it was. But yeah, he, he was saying he was going into work on something and brought it in with him. And it, it started going off. And he was like, that's, you know, people don't realize because it's, it's odorless. It's colorless. You can't, you don't know that you even have symptoms until it's almost too late. And by by the time you're you know nausea and throwing up, you're you're well on your way to 
to some real damage. And that's that's something that I just never want to risk. And for uh, it, you can get the Honeywell BW clips are uh, 100 bucks from PK Safety and they last for two years sealed sensor you don't have to service them or anything they're good for two years and um yeah they uh they're a tool that i believe everyone should carry i know i heard a story on uh, uh bill spone's podcast i believe it's his podcast where he said that uh him or somebody he knew i can't remember the exact details was in a hotel room and at three in the morning it started going off like at a high level alarm the pool heater in the mechanical room next to them started backdrafting and oh what's going off on like high alarm at like and i'm like that's what scares me is you know being somewhere that i'm not used to and middle of the night that's the worst time for it because you're already mm -hmm. sleeping and then i mean it's it's a very silent killer and i believe with things like safe venting solutions you know pvc is not what it's all cracked up to be for venting no. it, it pulls no. the the acidity pulls out um part of the binders in the pvc and then you could be well, let's say you're walking through your basement or whatever and you bump into it you know 10 years after it's been installed it'll shatter it just absolutely shatters and it is also another thing people don't realize and this is not just me being picky about other things but if you read the proper installation procedures for pvc venting you have to let your glue dry for 24 hours before you put any flue gases through it and no one does that versus with centrotherm it's gasketed you lube up that gasket slide it together and you have a perfect sealed system ready to go immediately yeah yeah their product's pretty slick um I'm looking forward to uh, Miami coming up. I know you're going to be there, aren't you? No, no? school. It didn't work out with school. Oh. I know. I know. I tried, and Matthew's going to try and call my teacher, and I'm like, I, I you already, just, <laughs> I, you know, I didn't want to push it. And I'm like, this, you know, it, it really sucks, but yeah, it's not not going to work mm. out. Yeah, it, I'm on call that week. Luckily, it's it's a three day thing, so. My son's gonna cover my call during the week, and it's hopefully nice. they don't. Hopefully they don't bombard him while I'm gone. But I will um, be um, pulling up with them to the tactical where it's got some bright green glasses and ties. You know, <laughs> going all nice. out for nice. <laughs> so we get nothing going on in the comments. It's a pretty quiet night tonight, man. <laughs> it's a. It's been a rough week. Uh, I've been uh, working a bunch and just you know my. Diet's finally starting to catch up to me a little bit and losing a lot of the energy. So, time to rethink that a little bit. And just, I'm just kind of beat up, man. <laughs> I've I'm been exhausted cold. myself. <laughs> what I'm state cold. are you in again? Ohio. We've had Ohio? we've had oh, sing, we've had single digits for the past for the past week, and it's it's finally starting to actually get cold. You know what I mean? The first day you're like, we'll get through it, and then it's just. I was down uh, for uh, so I had to go home last Friday, and I had. Uh, get internet set up at my dad's new house that he's building, get my network stuff all connected, at least start it, and then a million projects at home to take care of, and then went down for my birthday to Columbus, went to a Blue Jackets game, unfortunately watched the Browns lose, <laughs> um, Blue Jackets lost, and then hung out with my girlfriend down in Columbus for uh, for a couple of days, and then came back uh, Tuesday morning. So where is the University of Northwestern Ohio at? Uh, Lima. Okay. About halfway between, uh, right in the middle of Dayton and Toledo. Yeah, about so I'm forty-five minutes from Fort Wayne. So I'm an hour from Fort Wayne. So okay. So I'm an hour south of Fort Wayne on sixty-nine. So you get on sixty-nine, start heading south. I'm an hour from there. Um, I used to when I first started here, I actually worked in Fort Wayne and I came down to Indy. Um, so, but yeah, uh, know exactly where you're at. So, well, if anyone wants to kick me any sympathy, it's fifty-two degrees here. Well, I don't want to hear it. 
Okay. Dude, yeah, it was no. negative. It didn't get above zero the other day here. 50, 52 degrees. I'm in a t-shirt and shorts. Like oh, that's yeah. that's like not that's nothing. I'm a Floridian man. I got my hoodie on. <laughs> Tampa guy. Dude, he does this to us all the time in group chat. We're like, it's cold here, you know, because I'm in I'm in Indiana, uh, dusty southern Indiana, and then Rich is South Carolina. Carolinas, and, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it gets it's it's cold there, but man, it's it's brutal right now across the entire country, but. Man, it, it it didn't get above zero the other day. And, it was absolutely mis- miserable. And we've had such – we're paying for it because we've had such a mild uh, winter. You know what I mean? Oh, like it, it's been – It was nice. But, it was 60 but, degrees at Christmas. But I'm a skier, so this has been killing me. With We had no snow on the ground. They were like – they would open for a couple of days because they'd make enough snow, and then they'd close for a couple of days. And then they'd open for a couple of days and then close. And it was like this back and forth. And now they're finally laying snow down, so I'm going to be – I was going to go the other day before I came on uh, – MLK day before I came back up here, but it was it was like single digits and it was like negative twenty with wind chill and I was like that's that's too cold for. Nasty wants to know what your Croc status is. Brian says he thinks it's a hard no. <laughs> Croc like the shoes? Yeah, absolutely love them. There See? there there is no better shoe for bailing water out of a apartment a flooded apartment building at three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Uh, yeah, because you might as well just embrace the suck at that point. I just I take my socks off and I've accepted. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and and any time I'm gonna be in any amount of water, as long as it's not anything harmful, you know, I, I just throw a pair. You know, roll my pants up and throw a pair of Crocs on. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a hey dude guy. I don't have any Crocs, but I'll, I'll rock I'm some hey dudes. I, I rock my hey dudes most of the time for driving. Like I will. Um, I'll actually throw my boots in the passenger seat. Like if I have a long drive, which for my work, I, I'll drive for, you know, an hour, two hours to go to different sites. Um, Cause when we say we work in the field, usually that means for, for you guys, that's like at a, you know, at a restaurant or whatever, but there are times that for us, it is literally a cornfield. Like there's times we're literally doing environmental monitoring, like up against a river somewhere. But yeah, when I'm driving real long times, I'll, I'll take the boots off and, uh, throw on a pair of Crocs or either Crocs or Hey Dudes. See, I, I tried doing that in the van. Like if I had a long drive, I'd wear tennis shoes or something to be more comfortable. Yeah. Then I get out and I run to the restaurant and I'm like slipping and sliding. I'm like, oh, shit, I got my tennis <laughs> shoes on still. So, Aiden, was, so when you do those environmental checks, what are, how much, what can you find out there in the field that you don't have to take back to get analyzed? So we don't do, so what, what we do is we can do, um, some of the sensors that we have that we put out are things uh, from a company called YSI that are like pH and turbidity and stuff like that. Um, but most of what we do is flow monitoring, uh, like how much water is moving through an area. And we can do everything from like we've actually done there was this area. It was almost like a river that we took measurements of, like one foot out. It was this deep, two feet out. It was this deep, three feet out. It was this, and developed a profile in the software. And then put mm-hmm. a sensor that could tell the depth and how fast it was flowing, and that was able to calculate. That was that was a pretty cool job to see how we were able to take this just rocky riverbed and turn it into a. And we have different sensors to do things like that, but a lot of what we do is um sampling. So we have these automatic vacuum samplers, and that's kind of my specialty in this, is um there's a vacuum in it, and then either based on how much flow or how much time has passed, it just has a tube that's hooked up to this chamber pinches off the bottom, it sucks up water to a certain level, and then opens the bottom and drops it out into a sample container. And then it goes to a lab somewhere to be analyzed. We don't do, we do, like I said, some basic pH and stuff like that. But for most of what we do, or we'll do like, um, uh, like we'll have a rain head 
it'll measure how much rain and then how much flow. And then we could tell like it rained two inches and the river raised an average of a half an inch or an inch or, or a foot, you know, whatever the, we can do things like that, but we don't, we don't do a lot of the analysis ourselves. That's um, there's actually a company that we partner with on, like they'll do the analysis and we'll do, it's coming on Alloway labs. That's a big lab here in Ohio that um, that guy that, the guy that owns it is this older guy that has a ton of money and a ton of cool ideas. And since he has all the money, he can implement these cool ideas he has. So he's created these trailers that, that we, we work with them on, that they have a flow meter, a sampler, and some mobile lab equipment. And they can just pull these up next to a site. And it's like a little lab on wheels that will help them set up the sensors and things. And then they'll be they'll take it from there. So what you do, most of what you do is, rea- is proactive, planned out, not reactive, like if there was a flood or a storm? No, no, not really. I mean, we we will do like um, we're kind of on the uh, yeah a lot of more the proactive side. But we've done things like uh, I know the city of Baltimore, Ohio. We went there and we did um, in their storm sewers uh, monitoring, so that way they could keep track of like how much water's flowing through their storm sewers as you know a ra- when a rain event happens, how much water went through their storm sewers, and then that way cool. they can kind of make a plan to improve their systems. And then sense. a lot That's of waste, cool. a lot of the wastewater and stuff is just flow measurement and sampling to maintain EPA compliance, which like whether you're for or against the EPA, the stuff we work in, like making sure that sewage doesn't go into creeks. I think we can all agree that that's probably for the better that, uh, y- you know, they're, they're around to make sure that as much as the facilities guys there might not like it, we got to make sure that that stuff stays. Sure. There's right. always, people hate the bureaucracy of a lot of federal agencies, but they were all built on good there's premises a reason started yeah, yeah they were all started for good reasons but no that's cool man that's that's pretty interesting good nice nice that's pretty cool you gonna continue doing that once you um start in hvc or haven't decided I, yet or, or? I, I haven't really decided i know my boss was like uh, lower 48 on instagram's yeah. his handle and uh, super nice guy um and i know we we were kind of talking about he was like do you, he was like you need to focus and get your degree but when you get out, if you want to spend like, you know, a year, six months or whatever, just kind of, you know, working for him, which I might do a little bit of that, you know, just before I go full out in the field to spend a little bit more time, uh, you know, just hanging out with him, doing some metering sampling type stuff. We And also the sampling and metering goes far beyond water, wastewater. I and mean, we do, like I said, plants all over. I, um, we have some stuff coming up with some automotive plants, uh, paper mills, food processing facilities. We do a lot of, which is you want to talk about gross <laughs> the the byproducts from food uh, food rendering is yikes <laughs> it's our world man <laughs> yeah i don't do very many uh food plants there's a little bit here or there we do it's not really they're not making food they're not processing food um uh, i've done some places where they they make like the grab and go sandwiches for the gas station i mean if you don't know the secret, they're not made at the gas stations. They're they're pre-made, and they heat them up in in, in things called uh, speed ovens, which is really like a microwave oven on steroids. And uh, and they put them, they wrap them, throw them out there. So there's places that make that stuff. I had to work in there. It's pretty weird because like you got to suit up, and then like you got to stand in this chemical for so long. Then you got to go through, and they spray you, and then like it's it's weird. It's wild. Yeah, and I get I get these samplers back. And they're pretty rugged devices because they're designed to be in, you know, they're industrial devices. They're designed to be, but no one can break them like the food rendering industry. I mean, I get them back and there is chunks broken off of these that I'm like, how would, I mean, unless you threw that down a flight of steps, there's no way that could have broken. <laughs> and then we tell them how much it costs and they're like, we get them back, I get them back like every three months. 
versus there was one site that they called us like, hey, we've had this for 12 years and never touched it. Is there anything we should do preventatively? And we're like, I mean, I guess we can, but like, if it's working fine, why mess with it? Versus these guys are like, hey, three months, we need another one. And I'm like, how did you manage to break another one? But they do, so I don't ask, you know. Oh, that's the same thing we run into, man. You go into these restaurants and some of the stuff is rugged, built, you know, it's like they can't tear us up. And like three weeks later, you're in there like, how did you guys do this? I'm like, did like, you? Did I'm you not even mad. One? I'm not even mad. I'm just kind of impressed. Like, oh, can yeah. you show me what you did? Like, <laughs> it, it's it? amazing. I'm like, this is a stainless, this is stainless steel. It's a steel plate and you guys are trashed it. How, how? Oh, we didn't do anything. I'm like, no, you did something. I don't care. Someone did something. I don't care what you say. Someone I'm did something. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. I just, yeah, not really disappointed. It's like, oh, I got to fix this now. This sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do. I dabble in restaurants. The pizza shop that I worked for is my first ever job. I still help them out with their ice machines and dish machines. Those are still my, they called me one time. They're like, the pump for the uh, rinse wasn't pumping on the, you know, the little peristaltic pumps. And I'm mm. like, oh, they if they let it run out, sometimes steam will make it back up to those little rubber hoses. And then I just pull the rubber hose out, lube up a new one, and slide it in. Well, I get there, and I'm like, well, it's like halfway full, and it's just not – and I hit it to, like, uh, prime, prime it, it, and it's yep. just not pumping. And then I push the hose all the way down in the bucket, and I'm like, well, the hose was hanging an inch above the bucket. That's what, And they're like, oh, well, maybe that's what – I'm like, oh, really? Oh, yeah, restaurant people, man, it, it's – it's a wild world, man. It's <laughs> there's there's I've met some of the smartest people in the world, and I've met some of the dumbest people in the world in the same exact <laughs> restaurant. I'm like, well, in both cases, I'm like, why are you here? Yeah, and it's like I don't get it. But I mean, to each his own, I guess. And, and a lot of people love working in restaurants. I mean, as far as like working at a restaurant, you know, people like it. I mean, I do miss the pizza shop time. That's like, I, well, if I'm home for like, like I was home for New Year's Eve. And I was like, hey, do you care if I come back and work for a little bit? So they let me come back for you make little cameos here and there. And they they miss me. They want me back. But you know, I'm other side of the state now, so can't really. <laughs> Sweet. So anything else you want to talk about, Jason, before we get out of here? No, it's you know, refreshing to talk to you, young man. That's mm -hmm. all I wanted to say. Yeah, great it's, conversation. Jaden, I mean it's sorry, Aiden's my nephew's Jaden. So uh sorry. Aiden <laughs> is a is a good kid, man. He's a he's been in this community for a while and you know the friendships he's made of a lot of people he knows a lot of people he interacts with a lot of people um he's always very supportive i just like seeing someone you know a young person getting involved and wanting to do a trade you know and he, he committed to two years at school and i commend him for that and um, i look forward to seeing what he's gonna do when he comes out for sure though Thanks. i look forward to seeing you on sunday man me yeah you know me, you, me. you have any stickers made yet for yourself yes i have a whole pile of them sitting over there center right, let's trade when we when we see each stuff, other so. then yeah i'll get those out to you guys at hr all right well have a good night everybody yeah. i'll see you guys yeah, see you if you guys would please consider subscribing rating and reviewing the podcast it really helps us grow and helps us know which direction to move in also if you have any suggestions for guests, please email me at commercialkitchenchronicles at gmail.com. Or if you want to be a guest, email me. Love to have you guys on. Thanks a lot. See you next week.